This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, what's going on, Rats Hot Review? This is Lou Mabs from the Music is Life podcast. Um, just want to say what's up to Wayne, Nate, and Greg. And uh, just want to say uh, thanks for giving me a couple of minutes to uh, share my thoughts on um, the passing of uh, Eddie Van Halen. Um, this sucks, for lack of a better word, this sucks. Uh, Eddie made it cool to <laughs> want to pick up the guitar and uh, have the first song you learn be Eruption. Um, every guitar player that followed in the wake of Eddie Van Halen did everything they could to emulate this guy. Um, and as many have tried, many couldn't accomplish what he did. I mean, he revolutionized the guitar like Jimi Hendrix before him. Um, I first became aware of Van Halen when I was about four years old. Um, uh, before we had MTV, uh, NBC or ABC, I forget which network, they would have a Saturday afternoon music television show. And my first exposure to them was seeing Jump. And of course, you know, you got David Lee Roth doing the high kick off the uh, drum riser in the video. So that was pretty cool. But what struck me about them was Eddie Van Halen and him playing the, uh, the Frankenstrat with the Kramer neck on it and the way he would smile like a schoolboy when he would play and i thought that was the coolest thing i ever saw fast forward to about four years later um i heard van halen one for the first time in 1988 found my brother's old cassette and um played played the thing from start to finish and i just remember hearing eruption for the first time and saying i want to learn to play the guitar so here i am pushing 40 and I'm still playing and that's thanks to Eddie Van Halen. Um, Single-handedly the most important guitar influence in my life and I know many others. Um, you know, some people prefer the DLR era, some people like the Van Hagar era. You know, at this point, why argue about it? You know, any Van Halen is better than no Van Halen at all and unfortunately we don't have any anymore but we still have the music, we have the video footage of their concerts on YouTube, and we have countless cover bands and tribute bands playing their songs. Um, shout out to my boy Jake from Completely Unchained and their band, check them out. Probably the best Van Halen tribute on the East Coast if you're looking for classic, authentic Van Halen. And you know, all of us in the music community, especially the guitar players, we're hurting, but you know, we're grateful that we had an Eddie Van Halen because the world before Eddie Van Halen just seemed that much bleak when it came to the landscape of guitar. So rest in peace, Eddie. Thank you so much for everything you've given us. God bless your family, Wolfie, Alex, everyone. All right, Wayne, thanks for letting me have this moment. Take care.
Welcome to Rat Salad Review. Today, special tribute. Yeah, today we're doing a special tribute uh, to Eddie Van Halen, who unfortunately passed away at the age of sixty-five uh, due to yeah, throat, uh, throat cancer. Throat right? Cancer. Yeah, yeah. He fought a long battle with it. You know, and I remember back in two thousand one, two thousand two. It might have been maybe when they were saying he beat it. I guess it uh, came back. It's. Yeah, he, he Real lived shame. for 20 years. Yeah, he did. I didn't know it was that long. Me neither, and uh, when I saw them in 2015, and I'm so glad I was able to when Dave oh, wow. came back, because, you know, that, that was always my dream. I was nuts mm-hmm. for Van Halen as a kid. They, and for Jimi Hendrix was for my parents. Eddie Van Halen was, I feel, for your generation, my generation, just for me in general. I mean, there's very few guitarists out there that totally change how a lot of people play, and right. he totally did. Yeah, he's very influential on almost every guitar player I I know. You know, uh, and just to know that he never really knew how to read music. And to play how we played, yeah, you know, that's you know it was amazing, you know, especially come up with all the sounds uh, that he would come up with, you know. You think the guy from uh, Rage Against the Machine came up, you know, how he does all those weird sounds on his guitars, but you know, and it all started with Eddie Van Halen, you know. Oh yeah, and uh, you know he had a real unique mind even for coming up with uh, different things like that, even with the synths later, you know. There's uh, for. For fair warning, on example, you know this one, which I think mm. is is Opus, uh, has Saturday afternoon in the park in it, which is just this real nasty, mean sounding synth track, but it totally fits with the rest of the album and works real well into the uh, closing track. But another one I was going to mention is on Women and Children first, their mm. third record. There is the first track and the Cradle Will Rock. Mm-hmm. begins with what a lot of people assume is a guitar, but what it actually is is a Wurlitzer electric piano that he attached a phase shifter to and played through one of the 100-watt Marshall Plexi amplifiers he owned. Oh, wow. That's cool. I don't know how he figured out he could get that song that way, but it <laughs> sounds awesome. That's That's what I mean, though, even though I... I don't like a lot of the material they did with Hagar and Sharon. There's something good to find everywhere he had a part of, and he was just, he was a great guy, a great composer, and just had a huge, huge influence on rock music in general. Yeah. I mean, really, I think Van Halen is what brought it back in the late 70s -hmm. because you had bands like Sabbath. And Deep Purple, and even though we like them because we're fans, you know, Never Say Die and Technical Ecstasy weren't selling a lot of copies or lighting up the <laughs> charts like their previous albums had. Yeah. And, you know, even bands like Thin Lizzy weren't selling as big as they were and were getting kind of long-winded. So I think when that first album came out in 78, that was just such an energetic breath of fresh air and... You know, Eddie did the tapping so prominently and so differently and had his own sound. It Mm. just changed everything, I think. Yeah, I think so. What was your um, first introduction to uh, Van Halen? 
Um, when I really started getting into music, like noticing it more, like I had albums that I listened to when I was younger, but about 10 or 11 started kind of collecting CDs. And my mom had the first album on CD. And that was my first introduction to them because <laughs> what a, I heard their cover. You really got me somewhere. And I was like, yeah. Oh, Hey, I like that. And my mom was like, Oh, that's Van Halen. I have that one. And it just it blew me away. <laughs> From the opening notes of Running with the Devil all the way to On Fire. I love every song on that, even Ice Cream Man. I love when they would do them <laughs> acoustic tracks and just dick around like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. Remember, uh... Eruption totally blew my mind. I mean, you know, I liked guitars and rock and metal before that, but that mm. was what made me fall in love with electric guitar oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> was eruption yeah that, that's cool shit. i was listening to that today uh yeah it's just and you can't listen to that song without hearing you know the, the song that follows that you know it's, it just goes together so well um oh the whole not, first not, side not, of that record oh no actually no you know what i'm, I'm thinking because on the radio they play it eruption and then they play ain't talking about love and that's not how it is on the album i thought that's how it was on the album no uh, eruption is always going into you've really got me. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. I forget, it's been a while since I listened to that, but uh, it sounds the way they do it on the radio with eruption going into ain't talking about I've love. Never it's, heard it's, them do that actually. Really? Yeah, I've always heard eruption going into you really got me. So, oh wow, no, on the radio station. Well, I guess maybe it's a he- from here thing. I don't know. I don't know. But every time I ever hear eruption, it goes right into "Ain't Talking About Love." It sounds so perfect, and now to see that it doesn't do that on the album, I'm actually shocked. Unless it's a uh, uh, what do you call a uh, uh, a Mandela effect? <laughs> could be. I don't know. I guess I have to listen to the radio in Long Island sometimes. <laughs> Possibly, but uh, the, what started for me was uh, obviously 1984. I mean, you couldn't go nowhere without hearing Jump in Panama, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, hot for even, Teacher. Hot for Teacher with the... And <laughs> while we're on the subject of that record, Drop Dead Legs, which has one of the coolest riffs ever written by anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that album started off, it started off a lot for a lot of people, you know? Obviously, they had albums before that, but this is the one that really, I, I think, really brought them out into the mainstream, I guess you could say, right? Well, I mean, they were already headliners and very popular for that, but um, 1984, I would say, made them true rock superstars, like Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin-type level rock stars. That was what 1984 was. Yeah, Yeah, then they started bringing in the keyboards and synthesizers and all that stuff. Well, actually, they they did use keyboards before like i mentioned um saturday afternoon in the park on fair warning is is a completely a synth song outside of alex van halen playing drums it's just eddie on a synth and alex on drums so that was the first time he used it really prominently but um i don't know why i always think fair warning comes after 84 nope yeah, that's uh, Fair Warning is their fourth record, and then you have Diver Down, where they went back and started doing some of the popular stuff before, which 
you know, as amazing of an album as Fair Warning is just for the guitar playing and just how great Eddie crafted it, I can understand why he wanted to drop the pop element a little bit from their mm-hmm. sound. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was one thing I always loved about Van Halen is they had tracks like Ice Cream Man or, you know, uh, God, the name's escaping me right now. I have to look at the back of the record. Could this be magic? The acoustic mm. song from Women and Children first. Mm-hmm. Yes, say Women and Children first. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you know, I I always liked stuff like that. So, yeah. um, I always found it interesting though that they did Fair Warning and they did that. And even though it's a great album, that's actually the lowest selling album of the original Roth era. What is it? Uh... Fair Warning. Fair Warning. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it it encapsulates Eddie's genius perfectly it, mm. it may be is there the any... best album he ever wrote but mm. it definitely is not as accessible as yeah. the other ones are is there any hits off that album because i don't remember yeah hits. unchained Unchained. okay i'm yeah. just i'm How telling everybody right remember now unchained because I'm, I'm telling everybody right now i'm not a, a van halen historian i love van halen have all the albums coming <laughs> up. i can't you know what it is it's all the songs, not that they sound the same, but they all, all the albums sound similar. Like, you know, the first few set of albums, they, they have a similar sound to them. And sometimes I just can't differentiate which song is from what, because every time I listen to Van Halen, it's always on shuffle. I pick the best songs up of whatever albums that I like, and I listen to it that way. Um, it's been a while since I listened to a whole Van Halen album all the way through. But it's hard for me to pick what album what was off of, you know what I'm saying? What song sure. each album was off but I'm not a, I'm not a Van Halen historian. I love Van Halen, and you know it's just, it's sad that he passed away. But uh, not like you. I don't have the history like you. Or we're gonna have uh, Ralph on later, and even um, Lou Lou, Lou Max. Mads. He's he's you know he's a guitar player, so you know he, he this really uh, tore him apart basically. You know because that's that's one of his guitar heroes. You know. So oh yeah. Oh, I, I I definitely shed a few tears, man. I gotta say that this one and Fast Eddie Clark, they're really the only two celebrity deaths that have ever really affected me in any profound way yeah it's 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 very sad but um and then the thing that really got me into van halen uh i don't know everybody hates van hagar but he was in the band uh sammy hagar was in the band forever you know well let me (laughs) stop you there though real quick because it's not that everybody hates van hagar a lot of the time no it's not most people do you know a lot of people like myself and ralph that love and were bred on that original roth era and it really is two separate eras but it's just there's not very many people that love both you know I I love Eddie as a player, so there's songs I like from that era. But yeah. um, going from well, definitely going from Fair Warning to Fifty One Fifty, but even going from nineteen eighty four to Fifty One Fifty was really like a slap in the face. And it doesn't have so much to do with Hagar because, quite frankly, Hagar could make a, a Roth track work if he really had to, even though he's a different vocalist. It mm-hmm. was. What Eddie was interested in musically, as I've gotten older and I've grown, I've realized how well-written and how good his ideas were in some of that. Now, there's a lot of it I can't stand, like dreams. And, you know, 
I would have a hard time if you played me clips of that and why can't this be love of telling you which was which song at first. Right. But yeah. but they're very, very well written pop songs. It's just wasn't what I wanted to hear from Van Halen. And my my biggest thing with that record is it's just it's too much of the sense. There's like nineteen eighty four is broken up very well. Fifty one fifty kind of follows one theme and really sticks right. with it it's just it's a little yeah, it too therapy for me it, and there's yeah. not a lot there's not enough contrast on it and even though i'm personally not crazy about it and the only album from that era i own a physical copy of is for unlawful carnal knowledge because that was really where he came back to the guitar full force because i feel like he was a little distracted you don't get me wrong. He did some cool things, whether he was playing a keyboard, a synthesizer or a clarinet or something else. You knew it was Eddie Van Halen playing that. Right. You know, yeah. he had a very distinctive way, very distinctive guitar sound. But, um, he, you know, he did. They he, jump was their only ever number one single, though, even though really? all the Hagar platinum albums or all the Hagar albums sold platinum jump was actually their only number one single. Wow, that's interesting. I had no idea. But I could see why. I mean, that song yeah. still played today. No. You know, I mean, it's like... I you think Van Halen? Jump the first over song. the whole of 5150 <laughs> and OU812. I mean, there is nothing as memorable on either of those albums as Jump. It, oh. it, it, it might be good. It might be good radio stuff, but Jump... Panama and Hot for Teacher are monstrous. It's right, it's a different level. <laughs> right. It's, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> but the one song, because like I said, I started with 1984, and um, I wouldn't, I didn't even actually didn't even buy the album. My father uh, actually found the album like in a car that he got from somebody, and the kid, so whoever he got the car from, just left the tape in there, and that's how I got the Van Halen album. So I would always listen to it in there from that. Um, so then. Years go on, and then I would hear that song "Humans Being" from the uh, Twister soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And that song—I don't know what it. I guess maybe the guitar, the way the guitar sound, and just how catchy of a song it just is. Just uh, even uh, the the drums on that song. The drums on all the albums are just awesome to me too. But just I don't know the overall the sound of that song just made me say, "Holy shit!" I really need to check out more Van Halen stuff because that song it's 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 heavy. You know, it's like one of the heavier Van Halen songs. Uh, in, you know, in a long time. But uh, it just made me go back and listen. And like you said, with un- Unlawful car- uh, Carnal Knowledge, I-, I went and got that one. Um, you know, that's one of their, their biggest, probably the bigger seller uh, in a long time, you know. But th- that one had a lot of fucking awesome songs on Top of the World and um, uh, Pound Cake, obviously, and Run Around. Uh, you know, there's a lot. This is a very awesome album. You know? well, it, was, it, it was funny, though, because I, I heard Right Now and then the other hit from that, and I was like, like okay, right I, I'm done with them forever. I was so pissed <laughs> off. Yeah, and when then, I first heard Right Now, I'm like, uh, but now I, I like it. I, I can appreciate it now. But but one day, I feel, no, not not me. Still? I, I still hate wow. Right Now. That is just not, it's it's better than Why Can't This Be Love. For yeah. sure, but I really do not care for that song. I don't ever <laughs> need to hear it again. I listened to it this morning, <laughs> but um, to, I I haven't been listening to any Hagar stuff. I'll, I'll I'll admit it. Um, other than I did listen to Humans Being on um, YouTube earlier because you had mentioned it. 
And I was, and actually, as you were talking about that, that, um, you know, I said, oh, I didn't have a problem with Hagar at all. That's actually not 100% true. <laughs> so <laughs> while, while I don't hate the guy and he didn't really bother me, what I was going to say was, you know, I don't, he wasn't quite, and granted, it probably speaks to how long he lasted in the band during his first trek that he wasn't, but, you know, he was more of a follower than a leader. Mm-hmm. And, his voice wasn't quite as strong as Dave's. I feel like if he had a little bit more pep behind him, though his era of the band would have more power and those songs would stand out more. Mm. Because um, a lot of it isn't necessarily horrible. There's just nothing that jumps out and grabs you for right. me, for some of it. Like, um, even though I really like Humans Being, I feel if he was a little bit better, stronger of a singer, I think that would be right up there in people's conversations with the Roth era stuff. Cause that is an awesome, awesome song. Yeah, it is a great song. That, that's actually one and, of the reasons why and, I bought the uh, volume one best of thing. Cause it was on there. Yeah. Which, you, you, you know, I, I even like the new songs they did with Dave in 96. Yeah. I was going to mention that, that, that song, me wise magic. That's an awesome song. Yeah. You know, and even um, can't get this stuff no more. That was a that was a really cool song. They hear him singing on on new Van Halen stuff. It was really cool. And then they put out that last album. What was it called? The uh, what was that last album they did? Uh, I got it. It's <laughs> over there, and I can't reach it. Yes, a different yes. kind of truth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that was actually really good. I mean, that was old songs that they had. From back in the day, and they had demos well, of them. Some and they of them were new ones they wrote. <clears throat> yeah, some there's of a few them new were ones. new for that album. But uh, honestly, I love that record. Um, wasn't that crazy about Tattoo? Mm. Something about his vocals in that song and the way he plays that riff really bothered me when I first heard it. I had to listen to it quite a few times, but I love that whole album now. Yeah, yeah no, it was, it was a really good album. And I'm, I'm glad they you know went out on a good album, you know. It's a shame that that you know things ended up the way they were and and they couldn't you know continue, but yeah. it is what it is. He, and, I mean, with, with his back catalog though, all the Van Halen albums <clears throat> and even stuff he guested on, you just have a. It's all great oh, material. Yeah. It might not yeah. be a ton of records, but God, yeah. what a legacy! <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, and then he also did the, the Michael Jackson uh, the beat it solo in there too. And I, th- I think a lot of people don't remember or realize that he did that no it's actually funny because I, I i thought that was like such common knowledge and stuff but there's that it's like a trivia question like in mm. the upper dollar amount question <laughs> how do you people not know eddie van halen played that guitar solo and beat it i mean even if nobody told you you got to be able to hear it that's very clearly eddie van halen playing yeah. guitar. you know you know what it is though he's not in the video i think if he was in the video then yes you would remember that you know, probably. I mean, I can pick it out off of the. Of course, you know, you can, and you know, other people can. But if you don't physically see him in the video, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna think it's it's him. But you can definitely hear it, like you said. You can definitely hear it. You can hear it. that's that's his playing right there. You know? Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh, best of both worlds. That 150, I do really like. Yeah, yeah. That that's, that's because a... that that. Uh, he, you know, Eddie, he was a great guy, and he was a real cheeky bastard, too. And um, that, that particular song right there, I think, really showcases his ability to write complex songs. But to do 
revel in the rock banalities of the overtop commercialness of it because it's a great song, yeah. but some of the popular stuff I always kind of felt like he was being a little bit of a wise ass writing it, even though it was <laughs> great. I, I think he enjoyed it and it's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah. When it had such a long career, he didn't, right? Very true. Yeah. So, anything else you want to add? Not really. Just, I mean, it's it's a real sad loss for the world, and yeah. I'm really going to miss him, and it's a damn shame we'll never get new Van Halen material, but I'm glad I got to see him when I did. And, I mean, you know, I was nuts for them from shit 11 up until i was about 16 i used to listen to them first six albums constantly mm. i wow. that was what got me to try to play guitar i loved eddie van halen i just i never got that good at it <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> too many people do. i'm sure yeah no. oh actually one other thing that reminds me of too is um way back when i was in school i had a band and um we invited this uh this younger guy who was younger actually younger than us uh, he was a very, really good guitar player, and he loved Van Halen. <clears throat> and he would—he actually knew how to play a lot of the songs. And then one day, the rest of the band wasn't there. It was just me and him. And he goes, you want to play a Van Halen song? I was like, all right, let's let's play it. So I forget which one it was. But he starts playing. Oh, no, it was uh, Dance the Night Away. And you know when you hear a Van Halen song, and Eddie's doing his guitar stuff. And then it, um, his name's escaping me right now, the bass player. Um, Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony, thank you. He's basically, you know, he's the rhythm. So without the rhythm, I could not figure out how to play that song. You know what? I can totally understand that. Because there's nothing to yeah. go along with. <laughs> no, because Eddie's style has always been more, he compliments it. Right. rather than follow it like a lot of guitarists do. So, yeah, I can see that being really tough without a reference track if you just didn't know it. Know yeah, it. yeah there's, there's no rhythm guitars. or It's just the bass is basically the rhythm, you know, the bass and, and almost like the rhythm guitar in a way. And without that, it's kind of just like if you play along to just a guitar, it's, it's just like, where are we? <laughs> because he's like, you know, he's like doing all those weird chords in there and just... It you know strange. yeah well I mean that's part of the song that's one yeah. of the signature and things it, he would do but yeah, yeah it doesn't follow what <laughs> <laughs> no and it just somehow it just all worked together which was you know which is the the greatest thing about uh, his guitar playing you know <laughs> and it's a shame yeah honestly I think he may be the last great guitar player we'll see for quite some time. Possibly. I don't really think he would. I mean, he was a living legend. Yes, he was. Yep. Yep. This whole year has went to shit. We lost Neil Peart, and now we lost Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Well, I hate to say it, but it's a damn shame Neil Peart went. But still, this is Eddie fucking Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. and, and, and to see that he's only six. Yeah. <laughs> only sixty-five too. I mean, it's. It's old, but it's not old Honestly, where he should have went already. It's got me thinking about quitting smoking because <laughs> <laughs> I am a heavy smoker just like Eddie was. And, yeah. uh, 65 is way too young to go, and especially just how he looked like he was getting better. I mean, I just, 
could never tell you accurately express how sad I am that he's gone. I mean, I know everybody's got to go, but it was just way too young. Yeah, kind of almost re- too soon. Uh, very unexpected, too, I mean. Yeah. And unfortunately, I also think that they had had more to say. But yeah. at, le- at least we got another classic record in a different kind of truth. Yeah. And you can go and you can listen to any Van Halen, even if it's Gary Sharon singing. I don't That's care. Funny. If you dig it, it's still Eddie playing guitar. It's still Alex on the drums. It's still fucking Van Halen, man. Yeah. You know, and... That's another thing I wanted to bring up, by the way, because there is one thing that um, the real tough fans of the, the Hagar era like to get on Eddie and Alex about how they got rid of Michael Anthony. And, you know, nothing ever sounds right without his backup vocals. First mm-hmm. of all, the Van Halens and Michael Anthony sound backup vocals. And I've seen them live. And you know what? Light Up the Sky sounded just as fucking great with Wolfgang singing as it did Michael. Because Eddie's voice and Alex's voice are actually very prominent in the background vocals, too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Love Michael Anthony. Great bass player. I just thought the brothers, I thought Eddie and Alex were given an unfair amount of shit over that. Now that this, now that he's passed away, do you think the reason why he got rid of Michael Anthony, well, not get rid of, but made his son come in and do the bass is because he knew maybe this was he was eventually going to pass away? I think that had something to do with it because that all kind of happened right around that false start reunion in 2004. So I I think it might have been because he knew he had the cancer and could possibly die from it someday. And, um, you know, Hagar at the time right before that really didn't say anything nice about the brothers in the press or to them. And, uh, Michael never informed Eddie and Alex because he was still in Van Halen technically that he was going to hit the road with Sammy. So I can see how that could be seen as a betrayal too. You know what I yeah. mean? Right. Yeah. So um, there, there's really, there's two sides to every story. And I think there's blame on both sides of the street there because outside of some of the stuff, and Dave, you know, be, being in and out of the fold as much as he's been, has even redacted some of the things he said. So who mm. knows exactly what the 100% truth is. But by <laughs> most accounts, other than when he had, was having a real rough time with his alcoholism, you know, Eddie Van Halen was a great guy. I mean, you know, uh, he was good friends with Dime. Di- Di- I always want to say Diamond because I heard the early Pantera records right. first. Someone was getting on me about that the other day. It's like, look, man. <laughs> I get it. It's time back, Daryl. But you got to understand, I had I Am the Night and Projects in the Jungle first. So to me, he was diamond. It was, right. <laughs> but, you, you know, they became good friends. And uh, right before Dimebag got shot to death in that tragedy, he had asked Eddie, I believe, to, you know, get him a replica made of that Frankenstrat on the back of Van Halen 2, the... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know how well you can really see it, but the black and and yellow Stratocaster. um, And, you know, he took the original from that photo that he used to play and buried it with Dimebag. And he said, no, he was a great guy and an original. An original deserves the original guitar. Oh, wow. And, you know, 
had a great relationship and would always hang out with Tony Iommi. Van Halen opened for Sabbath on the Never Say Die tour in 78 <laughs> and <laughs> totally blew them off the stage because it was <laughs> Van Halen's first world tour and they were fresh and young and hungry and Sabbath was all burnt out on coke and on the verge of breaking up. So <laughs> <laughs> but they became good friends then and uh Tony Iommi was one of the first ones that said something and then um you know he was such a great father too with Wolfgang I mean the song 316 on for unlawful carnal knowledge is dedicated to him and I think it's awesome you know he brought him into the pa- band and they all played and uh that really brings it full circle too because mm-hmm. their dad plays clarinet on Big Bad Bill is Sweet William now on Diver Down. So oh, wow. you got all three generations of Van Halens on at least one album now. Wow. Really cool. But um yeah, I just I don't think we'll ever quite see another musician or composer like Eddie Van Halen and just what he did for rock was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be tough to top what he did, you know. Nobody's came by, came along yet, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have to see. No, and anybody that tries to make a Vinnie Vincent argument, just shut up, okay? I've been through that before. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting tired of hearing about Vinnie Vincent. But uh, no, I, 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 well. Uh, I'll have plenty of that to talk about with Jay Haunt on an AVA we're going to do. But, you know, again, I really, that's a guy I really enjoyed his guitar playing, but is wacky and gets a little bit too much credit, you know. And that's one of the things that's important, I think, about Eddie is, well, he wasn't so much, a, I mean, he could shred, but he isn't what I would call a definition of a shredder. Yeah, no, not at all. You know, although he certainly could if he wanted to, but he was uh, much more capable, really understood melody well, and that's what I mean, the country tinge, the pop stuff. He was just an excellent songwriter. Yeah, he was a a well-rounded guitarist, you know, could do pretty much anything. And invented his own thing, you know, somewhere in between, too, so he's amazing. Yeah, which he said he developed his tapping technique by watching Jimmy Page I think play the solo for Heartbreaker on like um, I don't know I'm going to say American Bandstand I don't know what the fuck it was it was 1971 I wasn't even born yet but (laughs) (laughs) you know and he figured out kind of how to do it himself and deconstructed it in his head and developed the technique on his own so well yes tapping did exist before not in the way that Eddie did it so, right. in a sense, yes, he did invent tapping, mm. that style of it, but pretty big claim as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah I think it's so, a big too. deal there. But so, would... go home and crank Fair Warning. <laughs> go home and crank every single Van Halen album that is out. That's right. Listen to it all. Even listen to uh, the, the David Lee Roth, Van, uh, uh, Sammy Hagar stuff, and even the Gary Sharon. It does have a few good songs in there. I do actually like most of that album. But uh, yeah, go go listen to Van Halen and uh, give it a tribute to uh, Eddie Van Halen uh, on his passing. And it's very very sad. And uh, you know, obviously we our condolences go out to their family and everything. And uh, a real shame. Really is, and you know I. I, I wish his family well, and I hope they carry on. And I'm very thankful he has left the body of music he has behind. 
Yes. May he rest in peace. Yep. Hey, Ralph, what's up? Hi. We did a little uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen tribute show earlier, and now that you're going to do another show with us, we figured let's get uh, some of your thoughts, because I know you are a huge, huge Van Halen fan. Since 1978. Uh, the first time I ever heard Van Halen, my friend's big brother said, Ralph, I got something to show you, you know, and he played me Eruption. That's the first thing I ever heard, and I was like, wow, is that even a guitar? And then soon after I bought the album, I became a huge, huge Van Halen fan. Uh, in 1980, I saw my first Van Halen show, Second Row. It was the most godly thing I've ever seen in my life. They were the greatest live band. I, I cannot express into words how amazing they were live. And I was second row, mind mm. second row oh, at great. this show. And I was like, that's the greatest show. Next time, Fair Warning Tour, I went with my brother my friend. We had nosebleeds. That show was even better. Wow. And to this day, I saw Diver Down in 84, great shows. But 1981 was the greatest show I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I've never seen any, and I can't express it into words, but you know, the, the, the closest I can say is like in between songs, there were these bolted plastic chairs around the Hollywood Sportatorium. Everybody would pound on them, mm. you know, during like in, in between songs. And, you know, there, there was so, so many antics Dave would do and Eddie would slide through a stage that the crowd would drown out the band, but I still can't give it justice. Mm. How amazing this band was live. It was the greatest band I've ever seen. You know, my favorite band is Black Sabbath, but I'm talking about live band. Nobody can touch classic Van Halen in the eighties. I've seen them with their last tours, which were fine, but it just wasn't that magic. It was a magic in the eighties that Dave would say, you know, He'd smoke a joint on stage. Somebody would throw him a joint. He'd smoke a joint. It was like, whoa, you know, it was like, <laughs> he's one of us. Yeah. And and Eddie, you know, and Eddie with this, you know, the, the pure magic. And I, on the fair warning tour, dude, he did, you know, his eruption thing. But yeah. in the middle of it, he did Cathedral. Now, this was before Diver Down. Yeah. And I'm nosebleeds. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Because yeah. it sounds like a keyboard. I didn't, I didn't realize he was doing the, the volume knob thing. Yeah. He was just phenomenal my favorite guitar player of all time um people out there say oh he's all flashy you have no idea what you're talking about listen to secrets listen to little dreamer you know the the guy was a virtuoso now him dying yesterday was terrible i mean it was at first i was numb Mm. when i heard it and it was i was with my friend eve who i've been friends with her since 1983 she lives in new york but ironically she was here and me and her saw the 1984 tour together and I said, Eve, Eddie Van Halen died. And she's like, oh, my God. And she knew how much Van Halen meant to me. And she kept saying, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, I was numb, but I was fine. So we went into the record store, and I'm flipping through the albums, metal albums, the metal section, yeah. not paying attention. I'm sure I would have bought some of those albums. Yeah. But I was just so numb by the whole experience. And then when I took her home, you know, we started blasting Van Halen in the car. We heard Dirty, uh, Fair Warning. Right. Nice. You know those those songs on Fair Warning. We we were listening to uh, we listened to the whole thing. It's such a feel good album. It's not depressing, you know, at all. Yeah. But you know, then you know she I, I dropped her off. I got back in my car. And pl- by the way, when I went in her in her house, I said I got to use the bathroom. I go pee. When I went go pee, I started crying. And I was really? like, damn, I, I can't let her see this, you know. Mm-hmm. So I composed myself. I came out. But I felt it building. I go, Eve, I got to go. Then I get in the car and I, you know, randomly uh, clicked the Van Halen song on my iPod. 
and the the intro to In a Simple Rhyme came on, and yeah. I had to pull over, yeah. and I cried uncontrollably. And you know what? I've cried for Lemmy. I've cried for Dio. I've cried for Malcolm Young. Right. But man, I never cried as much as I did yesterday. And I made a video on my Almost Human channel after three hours of trying to compose myself because I was like, I, I don't think I can do this, you know? <laughs> if you watch the video, I there are edits because I started like, fuck. And then I <laughs> edited it out, you know? But right. Edward Van Halen meant so much to me. He was such an important uh, component of the soundtrack of my youth, mm. you know? And... and you know, I love Eddie so much, I'm not going to talk about Van Hagar, uh, <laughs> you know, because that's a whole different story. But the classic Van Halen and that last album, Different Kind of Truth, which I just listened to yeah. today, it's just amazing. It has this live feel. It was, uh, this is a man that built his guitars, mm. built his amps. He, you know, he lived, his guitar was his life, you know? Right. And, you know, I knew he was sick. And I even knew in the back of my mind, Eddie might not be around, in, you know, much longer, you know. Mm -hmm. But it, it still didn't prepare me for yesterday. The shock. Yeah, uh, yeah, it just came uh, out of nowhere. And, no. he, and I never got to meet the man, but I know two of my friends that met him said he was the nicest guy. And uh, this is—it's been really hard, man. If I—if I, if we had a film yesterday, I—I I, would have had to cancel. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I saw some of your uh, posts on Facebook. I'm like, oh man, he's he's a mess right now. I'm taking I, it really bad. Yeah. I couldn't have done it either. When I found out, I was still at work, and uh, I I had to go outside and smoke a cigarette and cry a little bit, listen to yeah. DOA because uh, <laughs> I was not expecting that. That was like getting punched in the face. Yeah, it was. I mean, it really was. I'm fast Eddie. Fast Eddie Clark got to me too, but Eddie Van Halen is a totally different story. <laughs> yeah, no, that guy, you know, what he did for music, you know, he changed the whole landscape like Hendrix. Then came Eddie. I mean, as far as guitar players go, hey, man, if he's not your favorite guitar player, that's fine. But there's no denying the impact that man had no. in, in guitars. You know, he's just, he's a god. And what he did, and I'll tell you this, this is the most bizarre thing about Eddie Van Halen for me. When I was a kid, he was, oh my God, he's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's true, it was. There was no better guitar player. Well, the last two tours I saw Van Halen, he was even better than he was in the 80s. He was cleaner, and he ripped faster. It was, I was like, how, how is this even possible? Him being even better than the best, you know? I, I That's one thing I forgot to mention earlier when Wayne and I did it, because I'm still out of sorts about it a little bit now. I've seen, like, the full Oakland 81 Coliseum show and all that, and I know how amazing they were in the 80s, but I never got to see them. But I did get the opportunity to see them in 2015 with Dave, and it was just as magical seeing Eddie. I mean, it, it, they opened with light up the sky. And oh, yeah, I, saw I wanted to fucking cry when I first heard his guitar. I mean, it sounded so clean and so beautiful. And just to watch him do it so effortlessly. And then right before the actual lyrics to the song starts, you know, Dave comes out of the fog onto the stage. Hey, I know that smell. I must be in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
know, Dave, Dave to me is the ultimate front man. I mean, that, uh, you know, there was just the way he would hold the crowd in his hand. I've never seen anybody do. I'm talking eighties, Dave, like yeah. later Dave is great and all, but it just wasn't diamond Dave, you know, no. the way he would, he would just stand in front of the stage and he'd have to wait for people to calm down to say anything, you know, because yeah. people just went ape shit. He had this kind of aura charisma in the band and Alex Van Halen, grossly underrated because of his brother. But, man, when you hear that guy play drums, you know it's him. And yeah, that's a yeah. drummer, you know? And uh, and Michael Anthony, too. Great background vocals. Not a bad bass player. Wolfgang is unbelievably good. Unbelievable, dude. Technically better than Michael Anthony as far as a bass player. The mm. guy, Chinatown, off that last album, he's doing Billy Sheehan shit. Chinatown, and she's the woman. Man, he tore dude, it up on that live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, the, the kid's amazing, and I feel so bad. And, yeah, when I got home yesterday, uh, after balling in traffic, you know, I finally calmed down. I took a shower, went online, you know, read what Wolfie said, and I got a little choked up again. You know, I miss you, Pop. He's the greatest father. I got a little choked up. But, man, then when I saw what Tony Iommi said, he lost it again. Yeah. You know, it was like, fuck, oh, man, this is not uh, – and, and, you know, I was also confused. I was like, man, I mean – I've never cried so much over, you know, somebody I didn't even know. Yeah. You know, but but I feel like I knew him because you know of his music and what he meant to me and that that impish smile he would have, you know, it's just it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that there's yeah. a world without Eddie Van Halen now, you know. Yeah, uh, shame. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Him and, you know. And before I forget again, yeah, because I meant to say <laughs> this earlier, I was I was so enthralled with them and him and the music when I was 14. I made my mom give the CD booklet to Van Halen 1 to the bakery to put that logo on my birthday cake. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, told, I told my mom, no, this is all I want. I want the fucking Van Halen logo on my <laughs> birthday cake. <laughs> You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, everybody in the 80s had the VH on their notebook at school. You know, oh, or I've seen it graffitied everywhere, you know. They were extremely, extremely important to the 80s and, and, and to rock music in general, you know. I mean, what they did for music was second to none, you know. I mean, that band was unbelievable. And... I wish I wish you all can get in the time machine and see witness what I witnessed in the '80s and understand that this was not a regular rock concert. It was the greatest thing you'll ever see in your life. That's mm-hmm. what it was, and no bombs, no, no, you know, smoke and mirrors. I mean, but an amazing light show. They did have an amazing light show, but it wasn't no, you know, they didn't enhance it. It was just pure raw music, and that's what Van Halen was on those early albums too. Right. I mean. That was live. And then Eddie would overdub some rhythm or some solo stuff. But those, Van Halen 1, 2, uh, Women, Children First, fair, fair Warning to you know, a lesser extent, was just live recordings in the studio, you know? Oh, really? And, wow. and it's historic, you know? I mean, there's no better album to listen to on the beach than Van Halen 2. The greatest beach album. Yep. Feel-good album. It just... Makes you, you know, appreciate life and the good things in life. Van Halen captured that, you know. So God bless Eddie Van Halen, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still sad. I can't cry no more. I'm out of tears. 
But I'm as sad as I was yesterday, man. I am besides myself, and it's going to be a long time before I come to grips with it. I'm never going to get over it, yeah. but I guess, you know, coming to grips to, with it, well, it'll happen eventually. Yeah. Van Halen ruled, man. The best, the greatest yeah. of all time. And I always said that. My favorite guitar player of all time. Anyway. And I, th- I think we'll call this just like the track from Fair Warning. So this is love. Uh, all right well until then happy trails to you until we meet again that's right lonely ships across the water better save the women and children first (laughs) take your whiskey home everybody one break coming up ratsoundreview.com iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Please subscribe, buy T-shirts. Everything's on our website. You can find us everywhere. That's right. Even in your dreams. Even in your dreams. Even in your underwear drawer. Even in your sock drawer. And please. That fake hollowed out can of what looks like shaving cream in the garage where you're hiding your weed. That's right. We know. Oh. Him and Nate might find that. But me, look under your bed. Check your closets. I could be anywhere. Until then, adios, amigos. Keep it rocking. I've never wanted to be a rock star. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of bands that do. You know, yeah, well, I've never wanted to do interviews. I hate doing what I'm doing right now. I'd rather be playing my guitar and making music, you yeah. know? It's like, oh. It's like all the the stuff that goes along with it, I'd rather do without. Yeah. You know? Uh, if you think riding in a limo and, and doing interviews and having your picture taken when you feel like shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you, you sit in the back of a car going like this with a guy who can't drive and doesn't know where he's going. If you think that's great, go ahead and be a rock star. You know? I'd, I'd rather just stay home making music. What?